Hello and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a preemptive episode of Pixel Hunt. Very preemptive. Uh, we can't even wait for the music to finish before we start going. Tyler? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're fine. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is a show where uh, I, your host, Malcolm Cano, uh, that's a weird phrase, uh, sits down and talks about all things video game from controversies to critiques to commentaries and we extend a little bit further we talk about what's happening in the world of video games uh relevant news uh and we try to bring it onto a platform for you guys and to have a bit of a discussion um today we're going to be talking about a debacle a horrifying debacle that went down with blizzard and currently everyone's talking about it so why not us uh but we are going to be covering for the majority of today's episode what happened at BlizzCon, the announcement for the most recent or the upcoming Diablo release, and why it is potentially a bit problematic with how Blizzard handled it. We'll get to that. Potentially a bit <laughs> problematic, he says. Look at, I just want to, just, we're going to try to aim for neutrality right until we get to talking about the topic, and then we'll skew straight into condemnation. I can't wait. Sounds great. Cannot wait, but we will start... Things as we normally do with some of the new releases that are coming out. There's not that many. Uh, we got Ride 3 coming out November 8th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's a driving game, so if you enjoy that. We got Valiant Hearts for the Switch coming out on November 8th as well. And on November 13th, Hitman 2 is coming to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So three pretty solid games. Hitman 2 seems like fun. We also got the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection on the Switch. And the Spyro Reignited Trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One coming out on November 13th. So those are both, like, that's pretty exciting. Good nostalgia trips, if you like them. Uh, I never really grew up that much with Spyro, but I'm sure people would love it. SNK is... Oh, oh my. Hold on, speak a bit more. Ooh. Your mic, good sir, appears to be All right. kaput, Wait, as they say. Try one more time. One more time? There hey, we go. Hey, that's better. I turned on an incorrect mic. Whoops. Sorry about that. He's not even here. It was uh, It was actually my choice. It was You've unveiled my plot to silence you, <laughs> to stop you from talking about <laughs> being a Roadhog main. We'll get to there. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to there. But those also, are- since Malcolm neglected to mention this during oh. his intro my name is jim oh that's right oh darn it i'm so out of sorts we're not we don't have the usual people all right i'm your host malcolm cano my name is jim baker and tyler durr yes and we're the only three who will be accompanying you tonight normally we would have uh michael carl on the show as well but he is off doing work doing what needs to be done fighting back the horde thatwist and by the thatwist we mean you know the homework yes the horde of homework, uh, of of academic work for the, the horde, the crushing might of academia. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, uh, I want to see uh, the laughs are because of the pain. Suddenly, I want to see Betsy DeVos cosplay <laughs> as Sylvanas the for the horde. Oh my god! Wow! Please no. Yeah. Did everybody here vote? By the way. Yes. I mean, it's pretty, like, yes. it doesn't matter now because it's all over. But hey, congratulations. I voted. Happy belated voting, everybody. We yeah. did it. We all voted. We're good citizens. That's right. And here at Pixel Hunt. Citizens, at least. Yeah. Here at, <laughs> here at Pixel Hunt, we love voting. Go do it. It's great. 
Well, you can I mean, it's quote a, us on that. It, it's a bit late on that. I know exactly. Next time, go vote. Next time, go vote. It's the <laughs> the only issue with doing the show on a Wednesday. Yeah, is that we miss that. That's but, okay. So those are the new releases, and uh, yeah, I I feel like now would be the time to jump headfirst into our topic. So for those of you. Uh, who don't know or who have not seen it so far, I'll do a quick recap of certain events that happened. Uh, BlizzCon uh, happened, I think, last week or in recently. BlizzCon happened. And what BlizzCon is, is a convention in which Blizzard, Activision, the video game developer and publisher, gets together a bunch of people and usually announces a, a significant amount of their projects or what games they're working on, what they're doing. Um, and it's really kind of a mecca for uh, Blizzard fans to kind to understand what's going on moving forward, uh, what can they expect, what what what's new. Most of Blizzard's promotional media refers to it as a celebration of all things Blizzard. There we have it, and it is Wait. pretty much nerd heaven. It's pretty at Blizzard. The Anaheim In- Convention Center, including like Blizzards from DQ, I believe. No, no, no. Wow, Though that, that crossover kind of would be insane, and I'm I'm sure they've done it, but. They're- Liars, then. There isn't really a huge DQ presence in SoCal, though, so it would be a really difficult partnership. Oh, man. We can only dream uh, of the Get, get a blizzard at your blizzard. Exactly. Celebration of blizzard. That's right. They could do we a, put some blizzard in your blizzard so you can blizzard while you blizzard. Exactly. And, or that, or like you make a <laughs> Jaina Proudmore blizzard. You make a Garrosh Hellscream blizzard. <laughs> no, you do not make a Garrosh Hell right. Blizzard. I'm already that, that orc is dead to me. That's right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm already working on the marketing team for the for this entire thing. You're welcome, Blizzard. Um, but which one am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> so, I wonder who would make more money off that. Both would make all the money. <laughs> not even any for you. No. What? Of course not. No, he just wants exposure. I'm he some, just wants his name out there. I'm some kid on a on a on a college radio show and potentially a podcast. Which, by the way, all of the episodes are currently up to date. And if you like what you hear, or you would enjoy listening to a few of these. You can go on SoundCloud and type in Pixel Hunt, and you'll find recordings of our past shows. That's right, shilling right at the yeah. top of the episode. What's he doing? Deep shills. Deep shills all the way. <laughs> um, also, like, shout out to uh, one of the, our commenters on SoundCloud who actually, uh, like, made a, like, who's, first of all, stated that they really enjoyed the show and that they uh, enjoy listening to it, at least in its podcast form, and uh, also brought to my attention, like, a game that we won't cover today, but we will cover in a future episode um, that is like a, 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 an RPG, like, fighting game a la Devil May Cry Produced, like, developed by a single person, and it looks incredible. I will show you guys the video later. Uh, What's it called? I will look it up. Or, I initially, I'd lost the, the bit of it, but I will find it. But, um... I'm glad to hear people enjoy listening to us, Yeah, though. it's weird, isn't it? Uh, it is called... All two of our listeners. Yeah, all <laughs> two of them. No, we actually, like, we gotta, we've, we've... People like it. We um, had like 50-something views on one of them. Yeah, it's called Lost Soul Aside, uh, and it looks incredible, like really good. Or at least, and, and all that's there is the promotional material, but it's, it's a game produced by one guy. It's <laughs> real good. But Blizzard, 
convention, fun times. People would be able to uh, read, like they'd be able to hear from the, directly from the horse's mouth what's happening, what can we expect. Everyone was so excited, and there were all kinds of announcements. I'm sure Hearthstone announcements, Heroes of the Storm announcements. They're gonna add lore into Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Of all the things of to put course. lore into. Sweet, merciful heaven. Like the joke game. That they're even putting lore into their jokes. Um, but that's fine. Uh, they now introduced, they're putting jokes into their lore. They introduced, wah, wah. Yeah, they introduced a cool female uh, gunslinger uh, for Overwatch. Ash. Yeah, she looks awesome. Also, the internet's being kind of weird about it. But alright. Well, it's what the internet. What isn't the internet weird about, This though? is true. This is true. 34. Kirby. Nobody's weird about Kirby. He's just Wrong. cute. Wrong. Ooh, stop it. <laughs> He's just cute. 34. Oh. 34. Yes, I know. As in rule? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But despite all of that, Blizzard decided to cap its ceremonies with an announcement concerning Diablo. No, 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 no. Not cap. They ended Lead. it. Lead. Oh, that was the top? This yes. was the beginning. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, I've... All right, well, they began. Sorry about that. I missed that. Uh, they began their opening ceremony by <laughs> announcing a new game uh, for Diablo fans. And for those of you that didn't know, Diablo 3 was the most recent iteration of the game. And even Diablo 3 had a bit of a troubled development. Uh, it like it struggled a bit, but it managed to eventually be released. Uh Thankfully, to at least to the, the people who were looking forward to it, they managed to, to kind of get the game that they wanted. <coughs> Unfortunately, it's been, a, it's been a, a few years since Diablo 3. I'd actually like to check exactly how many. But yes. A while. I got it. I like, mean, D3 was released when I was still in Lincoln, so it's been at least two years, probably more like three or four. No, I think... no. Yeah, It I was think released like, in 2012. Yeah. Oh, so six. So yeah, six years ago. It's been six years since the Diablo. So since base Diablo three came out, six years. When did the? I know there was at least one X pack Reaper of Souls. Mm, Yeah, it sounds correct. Reaper of Souls was, uh, that was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So two years there, and since then, I think it's basically been content drought for Diablo three. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been multiple years since Diablo fans had gotten anything. And it seemed like Diablo fans were going to finally get some kind of a game. Unfortunately, um, they announced Diablo Immortals, which is a, an entirely mobile game. People weren't excited about this F. because... Uh, <laughs> yes, press F. <laughs> F. Can we get an F in the chat, please? Um, press F to pay respects. Uh, press F to pay respects. Because this series is dead. No, just kidding. Um, but people were very upset about there not being any kind of dedicated PC or console, but mostly PC, Diablo release. Because the majority of people who had driven hours and hours and taken expensive flights and booked expensive hotels to fly all the way out and go to BlizzCon were expecting, or at least hoping, for some kind of new Diablo content. (laughs) Unfortunately, they were disappointed 
to say the least. I mean, technically, that is more Diablo content. Right. But... And this is where we, we, where we reach the real critical mass of the problem. Because after the response... So someone, uh, there was a guy up on stage who was giving the announcement. And when he announced that it was for mobile, there were audible boos from the crowd. Not a great sign. He then proceeded with... Or he then continued with... Don't you get what? Don't you guys have phones? Which is not a great thing to continue with because it shows, at least in the moment, whether or not he understood it or not, a lack of, like, a lack of self-awareness that he, that people weren't too happy about these mobile games and that perhaps uh, they should have done something to, to mitigate this. And so, like, God... It's like a huge disconnect to their fan base, really. Incredibly so. Uh, and actually, this has had real-world effects. According to a GamesIndustry.biz uh, article, Activision shares have tumbled. Uh, they fell, uh, written like, yeah, on social media with the hashtag NotMyDiablo. Uh, there have been, it, there's been a stock fall by uh, 6.74%, showing the lowest... It like it, it, Blizzard stocks have hit their lowest since January of this year. After that, it was it was bad, um, which is a problem because initially the the reveal trailer on YouTube has been viewed three point three million times and uh, has over four hundred thousand dislikes compared to seventeen thousand likes. It's bad. People don't like it. People are upset. One of the things that I think is important to establish here is that Blizzard, BlizzCon has been going on for years now. I don't know which annual BlizzCon we're on now. I'm sure you could pull that up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blizzard has established a relatively reliable pattern in the way that it dispenses information and uh, announcements of content to its players to the point where several of the YouTubers that I watch have basically made a game of it at this point of predicting what sorts of information and what specific pieces of information are going to be dispensed at BlizzCon or like when there's a reveal trailer, which characters are going to feature in it Mm. because they're that predictable sometimes. The fact that we knew there was going to be a major Diablo announcement was not really a surprise, but that they hyped this as a major announcement that was going to like satisfy Diablo players who have had what amounts to a four-year content drought is rather alarming from the point of view of the people who were actually like waiting for new content. And from the point of view of people like in the other Blizzard franchises, from Warcraft to Starcraft to, you know, Heroes of the Storm, much as we might laugh at it, like anybody who is looking at Blizzard and thinking, what about my franchise's next big thing? Mobile. (laughs) Mobile. Well, that's where the money is. The money. And, you know, there's always been this perception, at least in my mind, that Blizzard was above the worst of these tactics. They still to be sure, make use of loot boxes in Heroes of the Storm and... Um, Overwatch. Overwatch. Um, <clears throat> they still have purchasable content in World of Warcraft, though most of it is 
I think actually all of it is cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all cosmetic. It's all cosmetic. Same uh, with Overwatch. They have... Um, so the, it, it's not like EA where, you know, in Mass Effect you're paying for these loot boxes so that when you play multiplayer you can actually play multiplayer right, rather so than can, getting stomped. Right, so you can dunk on some fools. <laughs> but... You know, there was there was at least some concept in my mind that Blizzard, yeah, they were doing some of these things, but they weren't doing right. it as much as anyone else. They, were they weren't mo- as yeah. profit motivated as the other companies. <laughs> say, they were, I don't know, EA or EA. something like that. Um, they were they were a step above. They were still at least a little bit more concerned with my desire for a good game and a good story rather than just lining their pockets. Right. Well, this is kind of an ugly wake up call yeah. in that regard, um, both more specifically for Diablo fans, but also for people in Blizzard's other franchise fan groups. Like a lot of of commentators in the Warcraft community are are leery with this. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so there have been 12 BlizzCons. Uh, so it started in 2005 and then they skipped two years. Uh, so it's 2005, 2007, and then from 2007, it's they've had it's one every annual. yeah every single year until up yeah up until 2018, and at least according to some of these numbers, approximately um, this has been this most recent one, no surprise, has been like the most attended BlizzCon BlizzCon like ever. Ooh. Yeah, so that's not a pretty no, it's not good. It's, it's really it's actually almost a perfect storm. For just uh, the the horrifying like maelstrom of nonsense that's followed in their wake, and following the so following the fallout of this announcement, Blizzard also announced that they were handing over uh, production of the Diablo license or like cre- further creation of the Diablo license to a Chinese uh, development company that kind of specializes in making knockoffs of Diablo games. For the mobile, which seems even worse now because it looks like they're just outsourcing uh, their product or their uh, the, the, uh, the the franchise the franchise or the what is it the intellectual property out to just kind of be mined for money, uh, and many people are very upset about that exact thing, and I think that this is something that I wanted to talk more about in, in regard to official like conventions and why some of these. Uh, create, in some cases, uh, incredibly high standards for performance and set up moments like these. Because if you think about it, when you go to a convention, uh, fans enter or usually participate in it with the pretense of, I'm going to see a show. I'm going to see an announcement of games that are worthwhile. It's no surprise that it's been alluded to as a type of Christmas for gamers, going to E3, going to PAX, going to BlizzCon. It's like not well, it's like Christmas, except you're just told what your presents are going to be rather than getting them. But you get to see and, and interact with a community of, pe- of like-minded people, and you get to get excited about things you love. And if you're lucky, you get to meet some of the devs. Exactly. Unfortunately, uh, the, the, it also sets up a, an incredible amount of pressure and expectation for the video game developers themselves. So, as a result, people... When a, a convention is coming up, the impetus becomes, we have to show something. 
we can't just go up there and be like, hey guys, like we're working on projects, but we don't have any like we don't have a, a workable prototype that we can show you or that will accurately portray what's going on. And if you don't show up to a convention, you know, if if you're in the middle of production of all of your products in 2017, it's not like you're going to be like, sorry guys, BlizzCon's closed. Just don't interact with us as a media property and like go home. Uh, you don't want that. So in order to re-engage your audience and to make sure that you actually have stuff going, it forces you to put up the facade of progress a lot of times. So, and I think that we saw that here especially, but we saw that in a in a very specific way because Blizzard was trying to pivot onto something that they wanted that it makes sense to do as a company because it, it's going to make them a lot of money. Um, in well. Ideally, it should make them a lot of money. If they can execute it well, it will probably make them money, even despite its current poor reception. Yes. and so. However, well, that's a big if. Yes. There's, there's a difference making money in theory where the marketers and everyone say, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Everyone else is doing it. Let's do that. Right. But then there's also listening to your fans and the industry... Where and this is obviously not what Diablo fans want. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's to, I don't know if this is to be fair to Blizzard or what, but it's not like Blizzard asked Diablo fans about this specific thing in the first place. Exactly. I feel like if they had been listening to their fans, they could have figured out what we want is more content for the platforms that Diablo is already engaged on, not a new and let's be real worse platform. Um, God, but it's, it's been, mm. yeah, I, they, sh I feel like with as aware of their demographic as they have proven themselves to be with other games, most notably Warcraft, at least for me, because that's the one I'm involved in the most, I would think that their executives would be able to recognize this as a departure, a very specific departure from fan desires. Right. That would, like, raise some serious flags. Right. But And exactly, it's, it's exactly that. If they had had a, a stream of at least input. But that's the issue, is that a lot of times these projects are being created within Blizzard. And of course they're not, no one knows about them because they haven't been announced yet. So to a group of people, if you go up and you're like, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to significantly push into the mobile market. We're going to expand our franchise to Asian markets. And we're going to start pushing a major, like, Blizzard properties and make serious moves with our Diablo franchise that will expand our current hold over the mobile market. And it's not like, get ready. If you thought we were making a lot of money with loot boxes, hold, like, hold on to your socks, gents, because we're going to start making tons of money. To a to a room full of executives, that sound it would be like, oh my to god! A room full of executives yeah. who don't play Diablo and have no idea how playing Diablo on a PC would be different from a mobile game. They're like, yeah, what do I care? I like it's the goal of this business is to make money, and this decision will make us so much more money. Yes, of course. Unfortunately, they, my favorite is that there was a a Blizzard dev who, in an interview with Kotaku, <laughs> stated. Um, that they, oh my goodness, uh, I will find the exact quote because it is hilarious. Um, 
let's see. They said that they weren't expecting the fans to. The company was expecting fans to react passionately when one of its co-founders called Kotaku in an interview today, but it wasn't prepared for the level of vitriol that ensued. And this is according to a Kotaku article that was written very recently. So Blizzard expected passion. And they expected people to be like, wow, Diablo's getting made. Even the devs of the game expected that. And they were surprised by the response. What flabbergasts me That's absurd. is that they were expecting passionate acceptance to anything that they put out. Because I don't know if any of you have ever even looked at a Blizzard forum. But they are nothing but vitriol and... <laughs> There's nothing but utter, utter garbage posts. Yay. That's a um, lot of places like that. Welcome like to the internet. Of, one of my YouTubers that I watch, who's basically just a commentator on World of Warcraft development, has this running gag where every time he talks about the forum response to something, he starts off with, oh, and it was a wonderfully reasoned discussion and people openly demonstrated their their agreement and their passion. And if they disagreed, they spoke rationally and calmly. No, no <laughs> it show, obviously. Whoops. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Sorry, no, that's fine. That's fine for the podcast, but just for radio, we got to dump that. But the good news is I got to the button, so we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah! Um, oh, nice. That was a close one. Hold on, we'll give it a couple seconds to re-up so that way people uh, on the radio, they're going to hit a patch of silence. Okay? Nice. <laughs> good. Patches of silence are great. <laughs> um, but yes, it's an absolute, it's a horrifying... Nightmare. Uh, a poop show. <laughs> a dumpster <laughs> fire. Yes, a dumpster it is a dumpster fire. fire. And like... That's every time they announce anything that's even remotely controversial. Yeah. How were they expecting some a change this drastic to come out with a passionate and positive response? Even in the theater, like in the setting of BlizzCon, that's gonna be Yeah. Oh huge. it's 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 going and it's there's no way that's not going to be like news. And they even announced on their blog, on the same blog, that it's like, hey, we're going to share a little bit of Diablo-themed news with you guys. And all the fans were like, oh, they are, they're going to talk about Diablo. Great, fantastic. We were looking forward to the new game they're going to announce. No, it's, no, no, no. Like I said, I think it's literally just everyone being indoctrinated by marketing scheme. That's what I think it is. Them always constantly talking it up. Like, this is going to be the next big thing, you know? We're all going to make so much money off this. Everyone's going to love it. That's what you have to do, though. Because what are you going to tell your your shareholders? You're like, oh, well, you know what, guys? Like, it's not going to make us that no, much money. But, but, like, to the points of where they keep... You keep hearing something over and over and over again. And it's a lot more likely you'll believe it. Yeah, that's a good If you're point. a dev who was originally very skeptical about this whole thing... Eventually, you'll be like, ah, oh, maybe, you know? Right. Well, that's the other thing is that if you are in the contained environment that was Blizzard development, you might be able to get to the point where it's like, oh, no, this is actually like a pretty interesting uh, project that we're working on. It might bring uh, Diablo to a bunch of new people. And that's good. A lot the, of- the problem is that the established fan base thinks oh. it's garbage. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we're going to have to take, speaking of garbage, we need to take a quick break to talk about the weather. Because the weather is garbage, but we need to talk about it. Yes, it is. Currently in Iowa City, 
<laughs> is 34 degrees Fahrenheit. It's very cold and very dark. It's getting dark at like 4, 4.30 p.m. now, and I don't like it. The well, darkness. Tonight's like- forecast, dark. <laughs> Continued mostly dark tonight. Until dawn. Turning to widely scattered light in the morning. <laughs> this has been your Hippy Dippy Weatherman, brought to you by... George, uh, George Carlin. There we go. Thank you. So, uh, guys, it's 34 degrees, but when you were braving the elements entering into the studio, what did it feel like outside? Like hell had frozen over. Yeah? No, not quite yet. I'm waiting for that. But I'd say 38. 38. Okay, so a little warmer then. I'm going to go with 32. 32? It was 27 is the real field. No I was about way. to say yeah. 28. Ah, ah. No well, you still win. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cold outside. It's the wind. Uh, it's the wind uh, that does it. Baby, it's cold outside. That song has a lot of weird implications. <laughs> uh, we'll cover that. Well, no, we won't cover that. But like, maybe there'll be another reference closer to the Christmas show. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is freezing cold outside. But you're not as freezing cold as the reception to Blizzard's Diablo Immortals. Nice segue. Look at that segue. Four years. That's what it gets me. That's a (laughs) three-pointer. Four years have passed (laughs) since the mortal races banded together against the might of the Burning Legion. There we go. Yeah. Uh, We're just, yes, pepper it in because we need some kind of... All the references. All of them. Uh, it, it, like it'll get our metadata up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like any Warcraft fan who's been listening to me talk on this show has been like, "Hey, reference, hey, huh. reference, hey, reference." Look at all those. Every Re- other thing I say. <laughs> but yes, so I can understand that. There is also something that I wanted to bring that I think we should bring up and notify and it's like a little happenstance in 2014 blizzard known for their april fools jokes released something in 2014 that was known as a mobile game titled happy reaper the post jokingly referring to a fake game as the definitive diablo experience coming soon to web and mobile in happy reaper players take on the role of mathael angel of death who's recently returned to sanctuary with a vengeance the post reads and with a series of well-timed mouse clicks or finger taps you'll skillfully guide mathael through a network of ancient pandemonium ruins to collect human souls and obliterate all puny nephilim with your trusty death laser of doom t M C R. Um, God and the post goes on to poke fun at mobile games, noting that Happy Reaper features all new fully loaded soundscape, stimulates your senses, and helps you reduce stress, improve sleep, and lose weight. It was a joke. It was an April Fool's joke about a mobile game featuring Diablo. Blizzard, what are you doing? You are parroting yourself from the past. How did you do that? Someone went, like, a future person from 2018 went back in time and made fun of Blizzard before Blizzard even did the thing. With their own April Fool's joke patch notes. What in the world are they? What? When you sauce on yourself? From the past. When you (laughs) from the past sauces on you in the future. That doesn't uh, even make sense. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, Let's my hear past... it for Blizzard violating causality <laughs> with their humorous patch notes. As <laughs> a, what is essentially... God, I, okay. So, like, I, I, I have it right here. 
Oh man, yeah, I have the actual the actual post. Um, Robust interactive storytelling allows every choice to matter in Happy Reaper. With Mathael ascended to victory or fall into oblivion, only you decide. New Taprite technology captures your clicks and taps better than ever, offering unparalleled responsiveness and absolutely no scapegoat for your imminent failure. Darn it! Darn it! Not only are they poking fun at the mobile platform, they're poking fun at the Diablo gamers who are like, Oh, it's obviously the interface. Oh my god! Oh my god, Blizzard! What are you doing? This is that's 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 some high quality Blizzard April Fool's Day like, right there. Yes, but it's the equi- again. It is like it's as if like oh, it's like Michael Jordan went back in time and not only dunked on himself but also dunked on himself wearing the Hitler mustache that he oh. wore in the past as well and dunked on him for that. As it's it's there are le- meta textual levels of how auto dunking of auto dunking and like Blizzard <clears throat> has managed to full on like butterfly effect themselves into oblivion. Like no, they're not in oblivion yet. Right. That's only going to happen if they partner with Bethesda. Yes. Oh God. Speaking of Bethesda, <laughs> that's actually a fantastic segue, Jim. You beautiful man. Uh, so Bethesda Thanks, did baby. a did a similar <clears throat> thing where well, they announced. Uh, what is it? There was a mobile game featuring Fallout 4 called Fallout Shelter that was, like, on mobile. And people were actually excited. The reception for that mobile game was positive because in the same release, and this was during E3 before Fallout 4 came out, they also released information regarding Fallout 4. And most recently, at the most recent E3, they showed off, showcased another mobile game for the Elder Scrolls, in which you play, you know, on your phone, you tap around and move, and you'd, swing a, you'd flick a sword across the screen with your finger, and it was kind of dinky and dumb. But they also, directly after that, featured a 16-second teaser pan of a large panoramic view of a coastline of a coastline and the and the words the elder scrolls 6 and everyone was like yep that's fine it's all i needed to see because they at least took a the, the granted it was the minimum amount of effort bethesda still managed to tell their audience hey guys we know this is important to you and we're working on it just letting you know that we haven't forgotten about all you uh, Elder Scrolls fans. We got you. Don't worry. Cut to, or rather, smash cut to Blizzard. Uh, completely, like, just destroying their own credibility. Uh, getting on the, the bad side of a ton of their own fan base. And, and managing to somehow mess up. Oh, and by the way, I so I looked it up, and like I, I see where I, I went wrong. It was the closing of their opening ceremony. Ah, and okay, I was, that was what happened. Yes. My bad. So yeah, that's what no, you I were right. It was. You were right. It was at the. It was during the opening ceremony. It was the last. It was the last thing at the opening ceremony. Was <laughs> we're making a mobile game, <laughs> and everyone just <gasps> excuse you. What? Yes, <laughs> actually, there is. Um, so they then followed with a, followed up with a Q and A, and that Q and A was one oh, of the most yeah. depressing things many people had ever seen. So, <clears throat> so. <laughs> They said, uh, everyone is saying that, uh, (laughs) oh man, that was just, sorry, that was a a meme post. Uh, Blizzard used to cancel games like, uh, so yeah, there was a huge fallout on social media and, uh, people asked if, 
is this uh, one of the fans stepped up and said, just wondering, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? The audience cheered and it was the beginning of a very long weekend for Blizzard, according to the Kotaku article. Uh, the company was expecting fans to react passionately. And so the, the developer to, is this a poorly timed April Fool's joke, said, no. It's a fully-fledged Diablo experience on mobile, which everybody will get to play, and hopefully, which, uh, which will bring new heroes to Sanctuary, as well as welcoming our community back into it, and something we're very excited about. Ah. Uh, ooh. That's a decent It's a good-ish, like... You can tell he was... Trying to save it response? He was staying on message. He's staying on message, but at the same time, he's not... He's not acknowledging, I don't think, the the... Very real, uh, yeah. So like anxiety being felt by the fan base. And there, you, you better believe that if people express their outrage, outrage, outrage. Uh, oh my god, I'm reverting back to a child. Outrage. Um, it was on social media, and more specifically, the Blizzard subreddit. Um, oh, so there was that's a, a place I don't set foot. Yeah, there. It's a dark Scary. place. Father. Especially if it's like the Overwatch subreddit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So a thread with nearly 4,000 upvotes read, Everyone is saying that Blizzard is out of touch with their fans, except except touch is the only way you'll be able to play the next Diablo game. Don't you all have phones anyway? (laughs) Wah, 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 wah. Good lord. Oh my. Oh, that's, that's a good burn. I'm, I feel the heat from there, and it's 27 degrees. Oh well, it my! It feels like 27. Oh my gosh! Might as well Woo. be. Good lord! Is there a frost mage in the house? Because yeah. I need to cool off. That was a Woo. that was a heck of a burn. Uh, but a, a, a lot of freezer burn, you might say. So so as a result, it it should also be noted that in the aftermath of this, fans have been reacting hyperbolically. Yes. Some fans have, in fact, been overreacting at this announcement. No. I know. Blizzard fans overreact to an announcement? Yeah. Never. You don't say. Call me, yeah, call me crazy, but some... <laughs> now, excuse me while I, uh, <laughs> Blizzard, hold my beer. <clears throat> oh, dear Lord. Wouldn't you believe it that a couple of video game nerds are getting mad about a video game? But it's a video game, you gosh darn nerds. Um... Sorry, everyone who's listening. I'm I'm not saucing on you guys. I'm just trying to present a humorous and conflicting argument for the sake of entertainment. Disclaimer. Um, (laughs) Don't at me. It's a radio show. Don't at me, please. It's a radio show. But at me if you want to. (laughs) At at a pixel hunt on uh, Twitter, if you'd like. This man is on his shills today. That's right. I'm helping. That's right. Well, congrats to both of you, really. (laughs) Speaking of shilling... Uh, a lot of people accused Blizzard of killing Diablo and calling the game a slap in the face. And they were saying that uh, they people just use that as justification to be disrespectful to Blizzard employees on social media. Which is where, yep, and that's where the line is clearly drawn. You people are allowed to be upset about this. You can be as upset as you, of you, as you want on the internet. It's kind of like the internet's thing. But the moment it begins to step out and manifest itself in that way, it starts having frightening repercussions. And I would like to point once again to the stock mar- like to the stock value fall that that hit lows that the company hadn't seen in over like half in like well what are we in November? So it's been uh, it's been ten months since they've seen stocks hit that low from that one announcement. 
it's concerning. And certainly, I don't think that... I don't think that the response was as... uh, I understand that Blizzard fans don't like this and they're upset about it, but I don't think that the... that. There's never an excuse to harass people over the internet over it. I'm less concerned about stock value drops than I am about personal attacks against Blizzard employees, which are definitely a thing that many Blizzard employees suffer on a semi-regular basis for their work on these projects, which is definitely not a cool thing. Like, yes, we appreciate their products and we want to hold them to a high standard, but that doesn't mean we get to make personal attacks against people when the things that they make don't live up to the, frankly, hyperbolic levels of hype that exist only in our minds. Right, and that's the problem, is that when you get the, it's the, the, the double-edged sword of having a huge convention where everything about your company and everything about your development studio is heightened and showed off because you bring together some of the most diehard fans from all over the place. And there is the potential for horrifying... Uh, amounts of of uh, disappointment. I I remember BlizzCon in its earlier years didn't have this expectation of um, high grade, heavy hitting announcements. Like you went to BlizzCon to celebrate Blizzard games and to be part of that and to like see other people who were also fans of Blizzard. It was not about going to see the next set of announcements and trailers. It was about being part of the community. And I think some of that has definitely been lost as Blizzard codifies BlizzCon into this series of announcements and panels and releases Right. that, you know, they're... They're putting pressure on them. They're putting immense pressure on their own developers and exactly. on themselves as with schedule. And they're they're setting this expectation for us that, you know, the reveal is always gonna be at least yay high. Right. That and, you can expect at least one big announcement at every single one. It becomes it becomes a, a, a what is it? A, a feedback cycle, a feedback loop of like we have what are to they show- gonna do to top that? Exactly. And that's one of the things that's kind of bothered me as I've been watching YouTube videos recently is, you know, the the people that I have been listening to are all talking about, oh, well, what's the next big announcement going to be? Oh, it's going to have to be something about this and something about this character and something about this plot line and advancing the next story. So the next patch, they're going to talk about this thing and it's going to have all of these details. It's like, well, maybe, I, but what right. if it's not that? Wouldn't that be okay too? Please hold, please hold your horses again. Like, it, but that's the problem. It's like you can't just go up and be like, "Hey guys, we don't have anything major to show, but we're working on stuff." People will be like, "What do you? No, what are you talking about? We came to BlizzCon to see something." And that's the thing. Like a lot of the videos that I've been watching have had, even for like the Warcraft ones, which you know, no one was nearly as disappointed as the Diablo fans were with right. the Warcraft franchise. There was still a lot of. This just wasn't as cool as last year for a lot of reasons. Like, none of the announcements lived up to the, that expectation that even if Blizzard didn't intend to set it, 
we all kind of walked in with. Right. Just because it's of BlizzCon. the sheer level. Well, not not just because it's BlizzCon, but because like last year at BlizzCon, was it last year or two years ago? One I of don't the remember. Years at BlizzCon. Some some number of years ago, the BlizzCon announcement for World of Warcraft was you know, we'd been on it was the it was the Legion expansion, so we were fighting off demon invasions on Azeroth and there's all these, you know, there's demons coming through and all of our raids are about fighting demons that have come to our world and are trying to gather enough power to destroy our world. And we're like, we're going to stop this. And then the announcement was, hey, look, we found the demons homeworld. Now we get to go kick their butts. Look at that. And it was, it was mind blowing because the Legion has been the big bad of the Warcraft universe for literally the entire game up to this point, from the time of Warcraft 1 until now. Right. And then suddenly, we won. Yeah. And, it, oh and like, oh. that level of reveal kind of sets a bar. Yeah, it, it's, it's so big. and it's All right, we have to take a quick moment to hear a word from a sponsor. We'll be right back, like, very soon, but we are going to continue this discussion. Support for KRUI is provided by Veterans for Peace, Chapter 161, who are also sponsoring an Armistice Day observance Sunday, November 11th at 1045 at the Clinton Street entrance to Old Capitol in Iowa City, immediately followed by lunch and open mic at Old Brick. This event is to promote peace and to remember the victims of World War I, both veterans and civilians. For more information, please visit www.vfp161.org. And we're back. <laughs> uh, so. I feel like I lost my thread a little there. <laughs> Just like, all right. Uh, <laughs> um so um we did manage so as you were saying yes agreed that the fact that it was so that you create something so big or that certain like by the nature of the game and it's changing and shifting there are some announcements and there are some expansions that are bigger than others but how do you account for well, we don't have that big of an expansion this year. Like, it's still, like, substantial, and players are still getting content, but it's not the the awesome, epic fight between, you know, players in this enormous... And in, in the... What is it? The Infernal Legion? The Burning Legion. The Burning Legion. It's not this huge, uh, cosmic fight for good. What if it's just like, hey, guys, this is a cool new place where you can do a lot of cool new stuff. That's, Which is ooh. what it was this year. Like, they announced two new zones we were expecting one we got two right which was kind of a neat treat um especially since one of them is full of mechanomes oh hey like huh uh think think tiny gnomes who are half machine like that sounds amazing uh oh what is what a cyborg like steam steampunk cyborg gnomes yes um and then also Angry, very uh, Cthuloid fish people. Oh yeah, yeah, Cthuloids. Um, they're like they announced these two very different things that are going to be part of the story going forward. I was like, okay, this is really cool. Doesn't top the announcement of the Burning Legion, like going to their homeworld <clears throat> and kicking their teeth in. 
but it shouldn't have to. Right. Like, but on that, paper, it's part like, of that's, well, that's still pretty big. Part of that's on us for, like, recognizing this pattern and then fallaciously expecting Blizzard to be able to keep up that level of hype growth every time. Right. Like, we shouldn't put that expectation on them. And I... Exactly. And I think that this yeah. goes a little bit further because I think that, uh, especially in the vein of games journalism, it's getting to the point now where, like, it, games journalist coverage of, of things like BlizzCon and E3 have become more and more ubiquitous. Now, it's not just major publications. It's t- it's like YouTubers will go to, to, to BlizzCon. Will, YouTubers will go to E3 and, and do stuff about things that are happening there. And suddenly, what is essentially a conference of 40,000 physical people turns into a digital virtual conference of several million people on the internet. Well, and that's that's even before you account for things like Blizzard's virtual ticket, which is designed to let the conference be participated in by all kinds of people who can't actually afford to be there in person. Right. And and the I was looking over the ticket prices and I think they've been the same. Yeah, they've been $199 since 2014. Which is like is that eh. the virtual or the ticket price USD? I, th- I assume it's a physical ticket. Yeah, that's that's actually attending. Yeah. Which I is, think the, the virtual ticket's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. kind of pricey, but yeah, not pretty pricey. $200. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Is like I, I, I also think that it gets a little iffy and a little difficult when you start getting to uh, a, a physical conference because people are actually like people – some people are spending some substantial amounts of money to, to fly in and to, to be here. Many, many members of my guild are flying from as far away as the eastern seaboard for Blizzard, for BlizzCon on the annual. Right. Like, that's a thing that, that they do because they want to participate. And I don't think they were particularly disappointed this year. Like, I think a lot of them had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But the level of both monetary and temporal investment that they're making is substantial, which kind of puts... A, a sort of, I don't know, I guess you could call it an ethical onus on Blizzard to make it worth their time. Right, and and that's, well, that's the issue is when it starts becoming uh, Blizzard owes me an experience. Or uh, because of what we've seen in prior years, as a, as a paying fan of Blizzard's, like, I deserve to see a game that I want to see. And it, it's, it also gets to the sense of, like, audience entitlement. Especially for for fans of Blizzard, and again, I am not railing on fans of Blizzard. I, I if you don't want to, I will. Sure, go ahead. But like, I think it can happen in any case where you start getting these things where like, yeah, uh, suddenly fans start thinking like, oh, well, we're owed something because we're coming here and we're listening to them. Uh, it's just the problem of a lot of different media places. People are starting to get really like entitled feel like just because i paid for something it has to be bigger and better than before and i don't know i think there's a there's an extent to which um i guess i don't know if there's a better way to put this but the thing that's coming into my head now is hollywood culture has kind of played into this where you know we're so used to um hollywood's way of working now where everything's a series everything 
has this escalating plot line that's ever getting bigger, that's ever getting more epic, that's ever getting more involved and more convoluted and more awesome. And if something in our lives doesn't really match that schema, it kind of gets socially devalued just by virtue of not living up to the dream that we have kind of cornered ourselves in exactly and it's it's wreaking havoc on a lot of our creative people trying to keep up with this trend and it's pinning us into a storyline archetype that i mean yeah it's cool and fun see mass effect see dragon age see warcraft but it's not the only storyline that there is See, um, oh god, um, oh god, what is it? What, well, well, what are we talking about here specifically? Just there are different ways to tell stories, right? Yeah. That are every bit as cool if they're not in escalating. different ways, even when they're not continuously escalating, continuously building. Right. So, like, it's yeah, like yeah. God, I, I think it is. It is a a question of PR and and expectation mitigation. I actually think Blizzard could have taken better steps to be more, like, even though it would have decreased the level of hype, to be like, hey guys, we are going to announce a, like, it's going to be a Diablo-related announcement not pertaining to a full-fledged game on PC or console, which would let a lot of people down, but wouldn't you rather do it prior like that's the issue is that if you don't do it the the payoff could potentially be huge you don't tell anybody and then you know when it is what they want everyone's excited and happy and and very like invested in what's going on but when it's not it is bad so blizzard essentially catfished their audience (laughs) i don't well yes and they attempted to anti-catfish their audience, but ended up catfishing their audience anyway. It's that weird thing. Once again, Blizzard just can't seem to help itself when it comes to dunking. They just dunk all over the place on everybody. Um, so, like, for example, they stated up on their blog that it might be a little too soon. Uh, what was it? Hold on a moment. I have it here. Uh, they stated on their blog... Uh... Sorry, I, I'll, I'm, I, I was able to find, find it for a moment, but I will come back to it. Um, but they were able to, to, they posted up on their blog that it might be, they hinted at the idea that it might be a little bit too early to consider a mainstream Diablo game. But they would be announcing Diablo content at BlizzCon. So it makes people seem like, oh, we're... See, to me, that sounds like expansion. Right. That sounds Agreed. like code for another Reaper of Souls. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, not another Reaper of Souls, but something in that vein. Like a new, maybe one new character class for the existing game and some new gear and a new small storyline to go with it. Not a mobile game. Hmm. Um, yeah, so and like... that's, that's yeah. partly on me too because my expectations of Blizzard are for certain very specific things. I Part of that is my very pattern-based expectations Mm -hmm. of, oh, well, these are the things that they have announced before. Right. 
This, this is part of what threw people about this was it was so out of left field. Right. It's, it's like not something we expected from Blizzard. Yeah. Like, to take their property and make a mobile game out of it. Right. But but that is damaging because it makes companies become less risk or more risk averse because they're like, oh, no, we tried to go out for something and it didn't pan. All right. So like in the future, we don't we don't go out as much. Well, no, it's literally just as simple as doing what you said. Just being straight up with the audience. Be like, look, we're trying something new. We're looking for your support, I actually but also understand that we still care about the people that have supported us before in our past endeavors. So what's interesting about that is that that kind of message doesn't fit the hype model that is central to cons like this. Exactly. The whole point of BlizzCon is that you go for the reveal. If you lead with a message like that, you kill the hype. Right. And people are like, oh, I don't want to go this year because they're not going to announce anything big. And that's... There's kind of this catch-22 built in here with the con system where they want to have this big reveal. They want to have something that they can show that'll get everyone really jazzed because that feeling of excitement for the reveal is what keeps people coming back to BlizzCon where, let's be real, they spend a bunch of money on swag. But also keeps people invested in their property, in their IP, in their games and generates that feeling of community that they want among their players. So that like that feeling at the con is very important to Blizzard for a number of reasons, not all of which are money grubbing. But it also conflicts with this idea of putting the fans' interest ahead of your own. So where do they draw that line? What is it more important to be that open and upfront and honest with your fans in the first place, or is it more important to generate the hype money. and keep the, the money flowing and the community <laughs> feeling going? Like, th- what's the... By the way, quick quick aside. For those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to Care UI 89.7 FM, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative, and you're listening to Pixel Hunt. I'm your host, Malcolm Cano, and joining me is James Baker and uh, <coughs> Mr. Tyler Durris. We discuss things, all things video game related from news to critiques to controversies, and currently we're talking about the recent BlizzardCon, uh, Blizzard Convention controversy with their announcement of their Diablo Immortals mobile game. Sorry, continue. Just have to do that at the top of the hour. It's all good. I was basically done with that sentence. Nice. Well, then, what I have to say to that is there's plenty of ways for them to go ahead and mitigate that. I agree it plays into the spectacle of, ooh, what are they going to go ahead and tell us about? You know, I'm really excited. But maybe they should expend more resources into, like, you know, figuring out what their customers wants. Right. Well, that's the that's one of the issues is, like... I. So if if Blizzard is a company and their goal is to make money, it doesn't mean they have to be scumbags about it. They can absolutely, you know, they can provide things to their audience. And as long as they do so, their audience is happy. They're happy. They make money. Everybody's happy. Cool. Um, it, It becomes the question of, but, but, but do we make some of the money or do we make all of the money? 
That's. Uh, are you advocating for them not using the money to go no. ahead and figure it out because then I'm, they'd be making more overall? I'm just. Well, that's the thing. Is like you would have to. That's the. That's what you would have to prove. Is that like by tempering expectations and by being more upfront with your audience, we can provide a realistic amount of hype, one that is not too elevated, but one that isn't too suppressed, and people still attend the show and still contribute and are able to get in touch. But maybe it's not a blowout every single year. I think it's really just business practice at that point then. It's really whether or not you wanted to roll the dice on, is this going to be some giant massive thing for us potentially to have backlash or to be completely honest and upfront with your players and supporters. Be like, yeah, like we understand this may not be everything that you're thinking of, but we're, we still care about you and we want you to support us however you can. So, I think so too. So playing the, playing it safe or rolling the dice and making lots more right. money potentially Place, placing bets yeah. really gambling. It is craps. It's essentially like it is the con casino. Roll the <laughs> dice, see how much hype you can rack up. Yeah, spin pretty that, much. Spin that roulette wheel. Spin the wheel. Roll the loot box. I don't know. And it also might have helped to mitigate all of this stuff if they hadn't have led their opening or their closing ceremony with this. Well, if they close their opening ceremony. Oh well, it's, <laughs> this was well, whatever. This <laughs> was like the thing that Blizzard does as the last announcement of the opening ceremony is usually the big. Yeah, right. That's thing. the thing. It's like oh, like this was this was where. The trip to Argus got revealed in the BlizzCon, however many years ago. I think it was last year. Um, this was like, oh snap, we're going to the home world of the Burning Legion. Guess what? Guys? Oh my god, I have to go to all these other panels now to find out how did this happen? Where are we going? What's next? Right. It it colors the rest of the con for you. Right. And when that color is. Rage Scarlet and Depression Blue. Oh, I hate Depression Blue. <laughs> um, oh, man. That's not a good start Depression to Depression Gray Blue. But, I mean... Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. <laughs> Derailed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Take that. <laughs> um, well, oh, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but, like, at the same time, like... They had they had some gall to really think that was worthy of headlining their opening ceremony. Oh, trust me, I don't argue with that point at all. Yeah, they, uh, I I agree that. Yeah. Nor do any of the people who were at BlizzCon. It's the one. It's the one part of this thing where I'm just like, really, Blizzard, you didn't expect this amount of vitriol at the announcement of a mobile game from a a property you haven't touched in years. Guys, and from where most of your supporters are PC players, like it's it's been what is it six years since the last mainline Diablo game? It wasn't even a game; it was an expansion. Well, no, no, no. Uh, six. It's been four oh, years. Six, yeah, six yeah. years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's like since Diablo three came out. It's been six years, man. Like, yeah, people people want Diablo four. That's what they're looking forward Correct. to. I, but that's I think the, that's what I think that's a lot of what the expectation how, was. How hard could it be for Blizzard to just be like, oh? What are people excited for? I like do a poll or something. Figure right. it out. Some the customer discovery. With, the issue. Well, okay. There are a lot of Blizzard fans, and I think this would be less of a problem for 
a Diablo fan base, at least directly. But for World of Warcraft fans, there are people who play this game for a myriad of different reasons. Like, right. you have people who who are into the arena battle scene who, you know, they're all about, like, 2v2 or 3v3 or 5v5 player versus sport. player content. Yeah. It's a team sport for them. It is the two or three or five or however many of us, we go into this little arena and we duke it out with however many of them and we strive to come out on top. Gotcha. And like that's that's the eSport version of World of Warcraft. I see. And then you have people like me who are much more concerned with just questing our way through the storyline and seeing the raid once or twice and getting our gear up to the point where we feel pretty powerful and pretty awesome and then we're pretty much good. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the people who are pushing the envelope of hardcore rating. The people like Method and whoever else is up there, YouTube. like trailing behind yeah. Method, <laughs> going for you know world first boss kills oh, on I see. the every time a new raid is introduced, they are in their chairs. They're the like, top immediately. They yeah. are. They are the ones. First in the world to kill these bosses. I see. They're they're the on the, like every difficulty. So in in, in or, that case, it's like, it takes on the the qualities more of a, of an MMORPG because you're like oh like it's us we gotta we gotta do this as a group really fast and it's it's everyone in the world uh, working together but also working against each other. It's team do, challenges. Do you think there is a similar amount of change or difference in the Diablo community then? Because uh, I'm not sure about be that. Less of it there. I mean, there are still the players who, like me, play through Diablo like once or twice to see the storyline, right. and then we're just like, "All right, I'm basically done." And then there's the people who like loot grind, who are like, "I'm getting every piece of loot ever conceived in this game." And there are like seasonal arcs to Diablo where you know every season you basically start off with a new seasonal character that has no gear. You level it all the way up and then you start grinding gear and right. like, and then when the season ends, that character's gone. And I'm just like, what's even the point? Why would but you I have many friends who are like all about that. And oh, man. like, I don't understand it, but that's okay. I don't have to. I'm not part of that target demographic, but there are people who are, which means, I mean, obviously, there's something to be done there. Right. But I don't know if there's the... I don't think there's the same level of divide, because I don't think there's a huge PvP anything in Diablo. Right. It's like, it's all co-op gaming. But there is definitely a split among Diablo fans of, like, who wants what out of the game. So going to get fan feedback, you would have to have some way to take that into account. For any Blizzard title. Exactly. Perhaps, and this is a wild idea, but like, what if they made some kind of a, of an exit poll at the end of each BlizzCon? Where you were like, hey guys, rate your experience at this year's BlizzCon. What did you like? What did you dislike? What are you excited for at the next, or what is the thing you are most looking forward to at the next BlizzCon? What could we improve on? Yeah, All what that stuff. Yes, like very easily implementable. Now, granted, there are like 40,000 people at that arena, and you'd have to figure out a system to do that, but like... Oh, in, I, but I, even, I can tell you one right now. It's literally just like people who paid for tickets 
Just send it to them via yeah. email or whatever. Exactly. And like, even if you get half of the responses back, that's still 20,000 opinions of diehard fans that are important. And yep. you might be able to, it, it should, it would, I think Blizzard going forward, and I don't know if they already do this or not, but it should I'm abs- fairly certain they do. Okay. I think they could probably be more detailed about it. Sure. Especially because they have so many different types of fans who show up at these events. Exactly. And I think you've you've highlighted a, a very excellent thing where it's like, it's not just Diablo players. It's loot grinding Diablo players. It's story uh, conscious Diablo players. It's, uh, it's di- the RPers. It's the people who really get into their characters right. in both Diablo, World of Warcraft, every every Blizzard title that has any role-playing element to it. Their mains and Overwatch. <laughs> yeah? What about their oh mains, my God. Tyler? Oh, well, this is nerd. where I step in right here as the Overwatch nerd in the studio. Uh, yeah, like their mains and Roadhog, which could segue into what I was hoping to talk about sometime, because earlier I was reminded of... Actually, let me ask. Jim, did you ever play Overwatch? Briefly. Okay. I played well, a bit. I'm, I'm... Well, yeah, I know. You're a Mercy main, which I can't really you know, talk trash on, because we need those. But um, yeah. it reminds me of the... Or do you remember the alternate reality game or the scavenger hunt thing for Sombra that they did? I do not remember that. Please tell me about it. What... Pretty much, like, uh, they originally started by putting out like this... It was essentially like an internet scavenger hunt. For the fans to go ahead and like decode, because they're like, oh, oh, because someone's like, a hacker. And correct, like, oh, cool. and they're like, there's some sort of new character coming. You're gonna have to figure it out. Ooh! So they kept oh, like fun. trying to put out all sorts of weird stuff going out, but like the problem is they step, they started putting in more and more convoluted things that were like th- purposely throwing like fans off. Yeah, and, big like, red herrings. Yeah, just like messing with them, and people started to get really angry because they did it for like. Three fourths of a year, maybe. <laughs> oh my god! And they're like, "Look, okay, That's this is." Of... They're like, "This is enough. We need something." And like, eventually, they gave it to them. But people were getting really Who mad was the and character? frustrated. It was Sombra. Oh, that was the. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was so. It was the Sombra ARG. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm sorry. ARG. It's an alternate reality game, essentially. Ah. So it's a. It's a game that kind of takes place in the real world, yeah. but has implications on the universe that they create. That's really awesome. I, I, I dig it quite a bit. I, I like the idea behind it, but I understand like people getting upset. with Frustrating ex- execution is oh, the thing. Frustrating yes. execution is Blizzard's entire MO, it appears. Well, I was on the I was on the subreddit. Ooh, I have stories to tell you when we're done here. Yes. And that was back when I, like, it wasn't long after I had started playing the game and joined the subreddit. And that was all that dominated subreddit, and you could see when like public opinion was starting to shift. Mm. They're like, "We are tired of this. Get rid of this. We Ooh. need something." Okay. Like, and did Blizzard listen to that? When did so like did, a couple more releases of that stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, they're serious. All right." Mm-hmm. And then they finally released Sombra. I mean, in all fairness, my memory might be a bit shoddy of these events. That's so. Fine. If I'm incorrect, feel free to add us and correct me. You Please can, do. You can add us on Twitter at a pixel hunt. Correct. <laughs> but ah, uh, the shilling. Uh, that the sweet, sweet You know what? Shilling. Let's go for a full cycle. And if you like the episode you're hearing now, you can find us on SoundCloud. Go on to SoundCloud. Look up Pixel Hunt. It'll be the only profile with more than six videos. And uh, boom, 
Take that, other small and abandoned channels. And correct me there, too. Ye straw men. I like. <laughs> I but like. I like. <laughs> of course. So, but I, 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 so like it, but it took a bit for Blizzard to actually listen to their audience feedback from that. Well, yeah, because I can imagine they were having all sorts of fun with this, and then, like, they weren't really listening. Part of the problem is that if Blizzard listens to the first thing that gets posted in any forum, well, they're never going to do anything. Exactly. Because all Blizzard fans are hyperbolic poop posters. Well, see, I'm getting better at this. There we go. the, The thing is, everyone was so hype and excited to do this when it first started. But after a while, just the magic fades, and then it's just a chore. <laughs> oh, man. The- I got, I'll get flashbacks to daily quests. <laughs> daily qu- Oh, please explain. Uh, World of Warcraft has repeatable content that... Um, oh, fun. Like in, in the original... Or, sorry, not in, in not, not in original WoW. We didn't have it so much there. But in um, Burning Crusade, they, they instigated quests that you could repeat once a day oh, for... No. Basically, the same reward, which was some sort of special currency, some regular currency, that sweet, sweet gold, and usually reputation reward with a specific faction. Mm -hmm. And so you would go and you would do six to ten dailies for this faction and then another six to ten for that other faction until you were at the reputation cap. And you might continue if there was something that that faction's vendor offered you for a specific amount of that special currency that you didn't have enough special currency for just by getting too exalted. Uh, For example, I have uh, three characters that I am exalted with every Alliance faction and the Silver Covenant and the Argent Crusade and I spent a whole bunch of extra time farming seals so that I could buy a specific tabard that will teleport me back to the Argent Tournament grounds upon use once every 30 minutes. Oh, good lord. Heavy breathing. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god, that was so much lore. That's so much blizzard lore. Oh. <sighs> that, was a, that, was, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. You boys like... I rescued so many, so many mystical maidens from so many icy lakes in Northrend. It was... It was some serious Arthurian. It was a lot of Arthurian. craziness. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! What were they even doing over there? That many? Maidens? It doesn't matter. <laughs> they were they were babysitting magical swords that I needed to rescue for some poor sap of a crusader who was up in the tournament grounds without a bloody sword for some. Oh no! Screwed up the... reason. Yes, of course. But like, who paid them to babysit these swords? <laughs> Are you suggesting there's a deeper conspiracy? I think think it was Blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Blizzard Blizzard definitely put them there and is responsible for their being there. I don't know if there was payment involved. Ah, Ah, and so So, it deepens even further. So am I hearing slavery? (laughs) That depends on how you define being programmed and code-locked into a certain type what? of activity. Enslaved by their god. What? Gotcha. Okay, well, <laughs> we're getting to weird places. We're getting to real weird places. This right. is Pixel Hunt. We always go to weird yeah. places. Let's keep Pixel we don't Hunt have Mike here Man, to, like We don't have Mike here to temper like, us. rationalize us. Yeah, can, right? you, can you imagine if like someone had some sort of breakthrough in Singularity and like came to realize that all of us were just coded into a game as NPCs. Stop it, Tyler. We're not. It's not the Matrix episode. We can't I, do. Like, 
And not necessarily the Matrix, but like... Tyler, you can't say that over the air. They'll know. More akin to Sims. So, <laughs> there's a book that I need to loan you. Um, yeah? Actually... Welcome to the Pixel Hunt Book Corner. Yeah, right? Woo! Uh, we got the best <laughs> a video game podcast radio show that also gives book review advice. Ooh! Man, multifaceted. That's right. Okay. What else? Gives and while experience. Jim's looking that up, I just wanted to reiterate that these are in palpable cases in which it appears that the... I agree that the Blizzard fan base honestly cannot be trusted with the reins. That does not mean that they should never be allowed to suggest a direction. To but, have input. Right. To, you can... Exactly. Give Except them, for Roadhog. <laughs> I will never stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Don't... Buff Roadhog. Buff Roadhog. Unnerf Roadhog. Unnerf him. You know... You psychos. No matter how much you buff him... Jaina will still be able to kick his behind from here to next week. But, like, aren't those two entirely different games? Yes. Not in Heroes of the Storm. Oh, that's true, Wait, actually. Roadhog's in Heroes of the Storm? Yes, he is. He is. What? Is he yeah. any good in that one? No, he's probably nerfed to all heck in that one, too. <laughs> Never mind. He's so, still nerfed in that one, too. <laughs> back briefly to yes. the book recommendation corner. Uh, <laughs> Drew Hayes wrote a series called uh, Spells, Swords, and Sorcery. Uh which is about uh, a bunch of non-player characters, NPCs, in a Dungeons & Dragons facsimile universe (laughs) who are terrified when a bunch of adventurers walk into their inn and die. (laughs) And these NPCs then have to take up the mantle of adventurer Ah. and go on adventures because these PCs had... An important contract from a ruthless NPC emperor in the the next kingdom over. And if they don't do this thing that these PCs were supposed to do, large numbers of angry, violent soldiers will come into their small township and end them. Well, wait, can I say one thing? All right, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going to say something, and everybody just be completely silent. It's going to sound weird, but... And this has been the Pixel Hunt Book Review Time Corner. Perfect. Now, in post-production, I'm going to add a sound effect for that. Perfect. Have fun. Okay. Yeah, get ready, people listening. Well, people who are listening to the podcast, you just heard the sound effect. You're welcome. I completely <laughs> forgot what the train of thought was. What were we talking about? We are talking about Blizzard fans. They should oh. be allowed input. Oh, I just remembered. No, no, about the book. Um, but <laughs> I'm but sorry, once... Malcolm. I did not mean to do no, this. No, that's to okay. You. We've got seven minutes left. You boys take it where you need to take it. But once they became adventurers on their own, wouldn't they be PCs at that point? Well, they're. Yeah. Read the book. Do they still... Just read the book. Yeah. I... Nonsense. Yeah. Read? <laughs> Tyler? Tyler, no, read. <laughs> Business majors. Ugh. Tyler, business majors. Tyler never minor. heard of. Oh yeah. Wait, what? That won't save yeah. you in my you, eyes. Uh, wait, did you? Did, yeah, did but you like, forget? that's reading. Yeah, I mean, I read some pages of the monogamy book. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> Tyler read sometime. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, not read all time. This offends my English major sensibilities on so many levels. This is also a good point. Yes, but best gentleman. Best gentleman, Tyler. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it is worth noting that we there should be a better mechanism for Blizzard fans to provide some kind of input because I don't think that cons as they currently stand can, can continue to have this loop of big AAA announcement, uh, huge ha- fan hype, increased attendance next year, which leads to we need a bigger announcement than last year, and then another one, and another one, and another one, and a DJ Khaled reference. Another one. <laughs> He's the success. Another one bites the dust. Oh, and there's a queen reference. Perfect. Um, perfect indeed. Uh, so I, I believe that all of these things kind of uh, mesh together and, and point out exactly the issue with things like BlizzCon. That being said, BlizzCon is a beautiful time. And if you enjoy sitting down with like-minded fans, you should always be allowed to do so. And being berated for not liking a mobile game. Correct. But <laughs> you should always like it is never it, it it should be stressed that blizzard does not owe anyone who attends that conference anything you are there by your own volition and yep. in purchasing the ticket you've basically said i'm just happy to be here here's my money blizzard i just like i'm paying to be here you made the choice with your dollars it's, to go there it's your fault if you're uh, disappointed by it and if you don't like it Maybe don't go to the next one or research what is going to come up, which come translates over to the Blizzard side of things, which is like, hey, Blizzard, be a little more direct and let people know what they're doing. So that way, before they spend hundreds of dollars coming to your con, they are at least somewhat aware of the things they are purchasing with that ticket and what events they can see. Yeah, it's It will lead to overall, and if it's done correctly, less disappointment. <laughs> there will always be like fan outrage on the internet but it it won't be to the point that it won't translate to this level of spillover to to like 400 dislikes on a youtube 400,000 right yeah sorry 400k to 17,000 likes just 400 yeah Yeah, it would have been a lot better for them again i just like the the image of blizzard from the past like sidestepping up in front of Blizzard in the present and just dunking on them, like, oh, just broke their ankles in the future. <laughs> Blizzard from 2014 <laughs> showed up out of nowhere and just wrecked Blizzard from now. You know, part of me wants to see that anthropomorphically represented yeah. as well, like, like <laughs> World of Warcraft characters in their older graphical forms huh. showing up and dunking on World of Warcraft characters in their newer updated what? graphical what? models. No, just older version of Roadhog dunking <laughs> on new version of Roadhog. Was Roadhog even a thing in 2014? Uh, How when, long has Overwatch, no, Overwatch been out? Overwatch came out 2015, I think. So, old version of Roadhog, i.e. the Roadhog that didn't exist yet. So... Absolutely nothing dunking on Roadhog. Actually, no, I think it was. Uh, Which is what happens. 2016. Post nerf Roadhog. Ayo! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, Roadhog, best. Best waifu. <laughs> Roadhog, best I, waifu. Yes. Yes. I, is that your final? That yes. is the, the Tyler Durr seal of approval? Body pillow of Roadhog. <laughs> it's like more of a, uh, it's more of a lounge pad. Yeah, I've like learned bag. things about my roommate that I did not know. <laughs> this has been a really wild night for see, me. It's, it's, the, it's a trick of smoke and mirrors for whenever you enter my room or open my door. It's actually it a, switches <laughs> from all Roadhog posters <laughs> and pictures of Chiaki to, <laughs> to posters of like Star Wars or Marvel comics. Like, you know, like a normal person. Acceptable posters. <laughs> you know? Yes, of course. Yeah. See, mine are just 
it's really just Jaina all the time. Yeah, well, hey, you know that that's... and like Jaina, just Jaina. I don't actually have any like really? posters or art of her. I need to oh, fix that. Yeah, I suppose my like my desktop background. But but yeah. no, absolutely, she's a she's an amazing character. Uh, so that being said, do you guys have any final things to say on the subject of the BlizzCon debacle and cons in general before we close it out? Yeah, you guys can listen to us on SoundCloud on your phones, because don't you have phones? Don't you guys have phones? You can listen to us on your phones. Just go on to SoundCloud.com and look us up. It's Pixel Hunt. Look up Pixel Hunt on SoundCloud. That was the worst chill. Oh, oh my heart. Oh, oh, and our audio levels, too. Tyler needs the attention. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can, me. There are at, easier ways to get that, dude. Add us on Twitter if you don't like what we're doing. <laughs> at a pixel hunt. <laughs> yeah, just just forum poop post us. Do we have Do we have a Facebook page that they can we do poop have a post Facebook, on? You can go to facebook.com forward slash pixel hunt radio show. Do we have there a Snapchat? No, we don't have a. How about snap. an Instagram? No, of course we don't have an Instagram. We don't take pictures of anything we do here. This is a I mean, radio show. That's the whole point. So they can't see us. I, oh, that's a good point. The perfect uh, face for radio That's right, right here. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Likewise, we've had a fantastic time, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.